Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Great, she says. Great. That is good. Well, we have cookies today. I know. <laughs> it's the best. How can we not be great? I know. I'm on a little bit of a sugar high right now. Mm-hmm. Um, are you reading anything good right now? Um, so I'm currently reading an arc that we got called The Phoenix King by Ooh. Aparna Verma. Yes. I think you mentioned that last week. Is it good? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm about like a third of the way through. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. Like, so it's a, it's a fantasy book and I think there's supposed to be romance in it. But I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. And I don't know who the main character is either, which is a very interesting read to me. Huh. So there's a, a daughter who's going to ascend to rule. Okay. Her dad, who's currently ruling. Uh-huh. So those are two of the main characters. And then there's like these two best friends. And so each chapter is like from a different perspective of one of these four people. Ooh. So it's very interesting. So I don't know who actually is the main character yet. Maybe there's four main characters. Maybe there's four main characters. But it's really interesting to see all their different perspectives yeah. on everything. Because they're all like kind of hiding stuff from each other. Like kind of going through political stuff. Mm. So I'm really enjoying this. It's not, I feel like it's not like the normal fantasy romance that I was expecting. It's almost like sort of like bridge kingdom where they're like really mm-hmm. world building. There's a lot of politics going on and it's adventure mm. right now. So I'm really digging like this. That. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait to read that after you. I know. Mm. So I'm enjoying it so far. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read a book. Oh yeah. But it was so bad. Oh no. Like I don't even, I don't even know if it deserves to be talked about. Like it was for my book club. Okay. Well then I think that's okay to talk about. We could just maybe, yeah, I think it's okay because it's not it's not one that you chose. It's not in our genre. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, if anyone tries to get you to read The Long Corner, mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> it's like like it purpo- like it purported itself as this guy in like post 2017 like peak Trump era. Okay. Who's a journalist mm-hmm. and he gets invited to this like artist's colony on an island Mm because the guy who runs it wants him to like write about it yeah and like the reviews made it seem like it's supposed to be like culty and this guy will like draw these like they're supposed to be like trump comparisons and it's like weirdly like political and i hate political things you know that yeah so i was just like ah okay fine um but it was it was terrible. Not a single one of us liked it. It was no. all one stars and two stars. So Ugh. we were all just like, mm, we're never doing this again. <laughs> um, and it was just it was so bad. And I was glad it wasn't just me because at first because I, I often mm-hmm. don't love the same books some right. of other people do. So I was like, oh, is this just gonna be me? Mm-hmm. But I was I was glad to know everyone <laughs> hated it. It just it didn't make sense. It didn't work. It yeah. was it just was not a good book, which was disappointing. Yeah. I thought writing style wise it was interesting, but the plot just fell apart. 
and it just didn't make sense and it seemed really trite Mm -hmm. but the funny part about this is um i posted on our instagram when i was reading this but like it was written by a male Mm -hmm. and i was like i didn't like realize that at first when i opened it Mm -hmm. and i actually ended up listening to it on audiobook because i was really busy like with my hands on things doing things because Sarah knows this. I had like an open house and all that crazy stuff. So I was like, oh, I can listen to it and still be able to knock mm-hmm. this out. So um, I just, it was, it was interesting, but it was a male protagonist. And then I was like, why am I not enjoying this? <laughs> and then I look and I was like, oh, it's written by a man. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when was the last time I read a book written by a man? Mm-hmm. And it's not often. Yeah. Apparently I read books written by men. <laughs> and when I do, I have found it's typically within the fantasy genre mm-hmm. and not any other genre. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I was joking before this book club, like, Ugh, don't read books written by men, mm-hmm. like obvious for obvious reasons. Right. Um, and I think we had some fun dialogue on Instagram with readers of like why I don't typically like mm-hmm. books written by men. Although that's not a fair generalization. I joked about it with my dad who, you know, writes books. Yep. And he was like, I am offended. <laughs> and I was like, I don't mean you dad. Um, but I'm in the book club mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm, I'm not trying to be this person, mm-hmm. but I don't think we even have as a book club have read a book written by a man. Oh, like as our book club yeah. book. And we, we looked back at all of the books we've read mm-hmm. and it's like, we've read before this, I think it was like one other book written by a man and we didn't like it either. Oh wow. And so we were like, should we just ban books written by men <laughs> in this book club? Like, is that our new rule after like doing this? So anywho, just thought it was funny. That um, is funny. But I'm currently, I started reading the, I think it's called like the Lonely Hearts Book Club. Okay. Which I'm just, I just needed a palate cleanser after that book. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it was terrible. It was someone who was trying to be literate. Oh, there was a review. It said, uh, this book is, or it's like literature, but make it pointless or something (laughs) like that. So anyway, after reading a book like that, mm-hmm. I was like, I need a palate cleanser. Yes. And the Lonely Hearts Book Club, I've only just started it, but it's that classic like local library, all the people oh, coming it. together, an old man, a younger librarian, all, all the cast of characters. So I'm in the middle of my palate cleanser right now. So more to come there. That's good. But I just needed something light. Mm-hmm. Ugh, get all that nastiness out of me. <laughs> that male writing. No, Ugh. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. Announcement corner. Announcement corner. Yeah. So What's we have going on? Two exciting announcements. Woo! Um, first off, thank you to everybody that sent in your resumes. Um, Alex and I, we need a little help in life. It's busy. This busy is true. season. We're not social media. We want to be hip. We want to be hip. We're not that cool. We're not. It's fine. Um, so we're getting a little help on the back end for some social content. Um, we've got amazing resumes out there. So thank you guys to everybody that sent it in. We are currently working through that to try to find a great fit for our team. Yes. And so if you see our social media game really like up itself in the near future, that's why, that's why. Yes. We have not suddenly become experts. No. (laughs) We got someone joining the team. Yes. That's the hope. Um, and then second announcement, um, we are opening an Amazon storefront. Yay. Yes. So you guys have asked like for book review or the books that we're reading and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. 
um, and just like the cool stuff that we talk about. So we thought it would be easy to just like add a link to our Instagram through the link tree for all the books. So like anytime we recommend a book, we're just going to throw it on the storefront so you can just click and get it through that. Um, and the cool thing that like Alex got me last week, the little Kindle clicker that's on there. So like just anything book related, we're trying to put on there and make it easier for you guys. Um, Oh, and that reminds me, I remember what I was going to say. Third announcement. We have officially started listing book recs in the, what is it? The summary, the, the description, description. Yeah. So we're going to list all of the books that we talk about at the beginning of the episodes in the show notes that you guys can just reference back. The ideal is to go back in time and do it for all the other episodes. That might take a while. Who knows? But moving forward, we'll try. (laughs) We'll try. All the show notes will have the books that we talk about at the beginning. So you can just quick reference. Yep. And then wait, the Amazon storefront is linked in our Instagram. Yeah. Instagram link tree. Cool. Cool. So all the things. Check them out. Yes. We just want to be everywhere. Every platform available. Yeah. Well, we're just trying, (laughs) we're just trying to like connect with you and be helpful. Yes. And so I think, right, um, I just want to call out, right, like listing the books in the show notes, Mm -hmm. the description area, is something that one of y'all asked us to do. And we were like, that is brilliant. Yes. And super easy for us to implement for you. Like, Mm -hmm. let's do it going forward. Yes. So if you have ideas like that or thoughts, like we would love to hear it. Yes. This podcast, it's for us, but it's also for you. Mm -hmm. So anything we can do to make it even better, let us know. Let us know. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So this week, we're doing chapters 38 through 41, and we're calling this episode The Mystics. Yes. Ooh. Um, Let's do this. Let's dive in. This was was a lot. All right. Chapter 38. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was really long. Okay. Bryce, Ethan, and Therian visit the Mystics. Thoughts? <laughs> creepy, creepy, creepy place. So creepy. So creepy. Like the Mystics, they're just like eerie. And yeah. the fact that they, they like travel to hell, even though like Connor isn't there and meet the Prince of the Ravine. I'm like, this it's is just, this is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I just really appreciate Bryce's like opening statement in the chapter of this is a dumb fucking idea. And yeah. I'm like, it feels like that, Bryce. It does. But usually you're the one that has the dumb ideas. That's so, the like, ironic thing It's there. kind of a change of pace that you're getting stuck <laughs> along for this. So I kind of <laughs> like that yeah. a little. Um, okay, wait, real quick on a side note. Mm-hmm. I have been, I know we just started diving into the book. I, I've been listening to the other podcast, Lit Chicks Read, because mm-hmm. they've been going through Throne of Glass, like on a very high level. Yeah. Um, and it's been, I've, it's been fun listening into that world, but it was making me think about how in throne of glass, we had such this cast of like badass female characters. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly female characters in that book. And there was yep. a couple of males mm-hmm. s- sprinkled through, but it was mostly females. And then I was thinking about how this book is mostly male characters. There's so many. And men. how it's like the opposite of yes. throne of glass in that way. And so I'm, I'm wondering if tying this all back together, like, now that Bryce is like being surrounded <laughs> by all of these males, is she the smartest person in the room? <laughs> Maybe. You know? <laughs> it's po- yeah. That's funny. Um, but anyways, so we start. Yes, Bryce definitely thinks it's a bad idea, but it's Bryce, Therian, and Ethan. They are heading to visit the mystic. Um, she's obviously reiterating how much of a bad idea she thinks it is. And this is like the third or fourth time on the way that they've talked about this. Yeah. Um, but Ethan, like, he just needs to know about Connor. And 
I I get it, but like I don't because he's dead. Yeah. I hate to say that like bluntly, but he's dead. What are you yeah. going to do? Okay, but Sarah, think yes. like real life. Mm-hmm. If we were people who believed this way mm-hmm. and we thought a loved one, yes, maybe was like in hell. Yes. That would bother you. Right, but what are you going to do about it? Wouldn't it be almost be better not to know? But like if you could know and relieve yourself of that. Like I can see why he's like cuz there's the soul, yeah. you know? Yeah. I get it. I don't get it. It's, I, but it's it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cause it, so the oracles, they can only see the future. So they're going to the mystics because I guess they can see the present Yeah. and answer questions. But it's interesting. Like the mystics have this um, like reputation mm-hmm. of like being in like low life type areas right. and interacting with like those types of people. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a nice part of town there. No, in. it kind of feels like the skeezy, like, yeah, not a good vibe. No, which like, again, leads me to think like, this is not the best decision. No, but they're greeted by this like humanoid veneer is what they said. Mm-hmm. Like he smells human, but he's not. And he's got these like gold and silver rings on his hands that Bryce thought had like stars underneath them until she realizes they're little hands that belong to sprites i hate this so much i I was like how is this possible that they're like trapped in these rings it's insane but he's like bought and like sold them and you know i guess he like gets their power it's terrible crazy what they do to lowers like it's crazy um and then inside it like it doesn't get any better no um there are three mystics that are just like laying there and mm-hmm. they're submerged in greenish cloudy water with breathing masks strapped to their faces. They're in these like white shifts that are like floating around them and they're in, their bodies are like skeletal. Mm-hmm. And it says that there was one male, one female, one both. That was how it always was, how it had always been perfect balance. And this just, it seems so creepy. It's so weird because they're in like this almost like dream like permanent state yeah they're just laying there yeah and it the the guy because bryce is like pissed about this of course mm-hmm. because like you don't want to see people just like right like that but the guys like of course their families are compensated handsomely for you know them right giving up their life like this but then I, bryce is like well people will like sell their family members right because it's, it's usually like, like lower income families oh. that like sell their families but you know they call him so they said that he's called the astronomer this is the humanoid such a terrible name terrible um but he says like everyone's so concerned for their well-being they made the choice you know i didn't force them into this to give up life in the waking world to glimpse wonders of the universe that no veneer or mortal shall ever see this trio is a good one i've had them for a while now with no issues the last group one drifted too far too far and for too long they dragged the others with them such a waste and I was like, th- that like blew my mind that they're like, th- I mean, I know later on it says like Bryce is implying that like these families don't really have a choice. Like they're right. kind of selling them for money, but like, I don't know if they did have a choice. Would, would you want to kind of see it, what nobody else can see? Right. It's such like an interesting philosophical question mm-hmm. that I feel like you could debate forever. Yeah. And it just really intrigued me. Cause it's like, he says that and I'm like, huh? Like, 
I know they might have initially been sold, but like maybe they actually want to stay here. Maybe. Because they're glimpsing whatever they're glimpsing. Well, and I wonder if they're like mystic power. Mm-hmm wasn't doing them any good in real life right like i i was kind of thinking about it to tie it to fourth wing since mm-hmm. we are obsessed, obsessed with that um do you remember when the one writer had the power manifest where he could like read minds yeah and he was like going crazy a little bit yeah i wonder if there was a little bit of that here where it's mm-hmm. like did this power start to make them feel like they're going right. crazy in a way but being in this state like kind of keeps it contained calms them down in yeah. a way and, and and makes it eases it maybe i don't know it could be another reason why someone would choose it yeah um so the astronomer he's named partly that because he has like a replica of their solar system as well as an ori mm-hmm. which is the same thing that like the autumn king has and it it's basically that like space map right so i can see why he's named the astronomer mm-hmm <laughs> And let's see. What else? Um, I thought it was interesting. She asks, like, what's the point of it? Which I, at the same time, I kind of agreed. But he's right. like, only one who does not feel the need to peer into the cosmos would ask such a thing. The Ori mm. helps us answer the most fundamental questions. Who are we? Where do we come from? And I'm like, how does looking at space right help you answer these questions i was like there's got to be more to this thing if the autumn king's obsessed with this if like he's obsessed with this right i feel like there's more to it and we're just not getting answers yeah i was impressed with ethan he is just like throwing down money like a lot of money because <laughs> he like he like initially just slams down all this money and then he's like you know he tells them the question that he once asked like about his brother Mm -hmm. and he's like oh this is gonna cost you more and he's like another hundred gold marks and i'm just like (laughs) he came prepared he's got that money (laughs) did not expect that um but the astronomer's like i'm gonna basically have to do something illegal to get the answers you want so and i'm just like what what do you have to do okay and we find out yeah, so he essentially like will sprinkle salt in the tubs mm-hmm. where they are. And so he sprinkles blood salt. So it says blood for life, blood for death. It was a summoning salt infused with the blood from a laboring mother's sex and a and the blood from a dying male's throat. The two great transitions of a soul in and out of this world. But to use it here, it's like what? So weird very bizarre mm-hmm. like i kind of get it but i'm also like Ooh. that's creepy so he like sprinkles this salt into their tubs mm-hmm. and they start transcending into hell yeah and so he has this like machine that allows them to like communicate back to him mm-hmm. um and so they're they're off yeah well and it's interesting because it's like I mean, Bryce is like freaking out. She's like, we should leave. But he's like, well, no refunds. So she's like, I guess we're staying. (laughs) But then they, you know, they're like going through the cosmos. Yep. And it kind of like, I guess the questions that they're asking lead them to a certain place within Mm -hmm. the cosmos and it brings them to hell. Right. So we're like, is Connor in hell? Mm. That's just. And, and, you know, Bryce and Ethan are both kind of freaking out. They're like, what, how would Connor have ended up in hell? Like he didn't do anything to justify that. Um, but so we start hearing, it's like interesting cause you can like hear the mystic or the mystics talking 
or I guess we're like reading it, but to me it's like talking. Um, and it's like, they're saying like too dark. It's too dark to see only here. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I guess hell is dark. Yeah. Um, and it's like asking like, hello, I'm searching for the, the soul of a wolf called Connor Holstrom. And it says something answered. No wolves have roamed these lands for eons. No wolf by that name dwells here living or dead. But what are you? And I, yeah, I just get nervous, but like, they're all wondering why the mystic would have drawn there if Connor wasn't there, which I am also on board with. Like, how'd you end up at hell if you're looking for Connor and he's not even there? But the mystic responds, I'm a mystic. And he goes, this voice says, from where? He says, a faraway place. Why are you here? And he says, to ask questions, will you oblige me? And this voice says, if I can, mystic, then I shall. And the mystic asks, what is your name? And he says, Thanatos. That is the prince of the friggin' ravine. Oh no! Oh my gosh, I, I was not expecting that. Ooh, we're talking <laughs> to a prince of hell. I know. Um, and he says, "Do you know if Connor Holstrom remains in the Bone Quarter of Midgard?" And Thanatos says, "Who sent you here?" And he goes, "A wolf, a mare, and a half fae, half human female." And he goes, "What are their names?" And he says, I do not know. Will you answer my question? And Thanatos says, they are listening, aren't they? And he says, yes. He says, let me see them. Let them see me. And the mystic's eyes just like flail open. So creepy. I was freaking out when I was reading this. That is just terrifying. I was like, why does he want to see them? What's going to happen? Is he going to like be able to use power like through this mystic? Like, I don't know. I'm freaking out. Oh, it's terrible. Um, okay, chapter 39, uh, we talk to a prince of hell. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I just said, OMG, the prince of the ravine. Like, he is nothing like Apollyon or Adis. No. Like, it's very interesting how they all have such different demeanors and vibes. Yeah. And just the way they approach these conversations. Um, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So, Thanatos. Yes. Daring. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I thought it was so interesting. He says, I can smell the starlight on you. Like, mm-hmm. how? He's just, like, staring at Bryce. And yeah. it's like, how How do you know that? How can you smell it? Like, you're not even there. Right. You're literally looking through the mystic's eyes. Yeah. And, like, he goes on and he says, like, you're the one my brothers speak about. So, apparently, they, like, get together and talk about things. But, but- there's got to be so much power like channeling through the prince yeah. and this mystic like for all of this to go down. Mm-hmm. And like there's so much conversation that happens and it's like I feel like all of it should be said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Bryce essentially says like she's coming to like look for her friend's soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I she like says, that she's I don't- polite. She says your highness. Yeah, she does. I'm <laughs> impressed. Um, but she goes like I don't know why I'm talking to you. And he says I am a prince of death. Souls bow to me. And Ethan jumps in and he says, can you tell, can you tell if Connor Holstrom's soul somehow got lost in hell? And then it says, the wolf is your brother, I take it. And he says, yes. And then Thanatos says, his soul is not in hell. He is. So at least we know he's not in hell. Mm -hmm. But then he looks at Bryce and he says, you slew one of my creations. My beloved pet kept for so long on your side of the crossing. So he's referencing the shepherd, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, and he says, uh, the underking said you abandoned it after the first wars. 
And Thanatos says, abandoned or intentionally planted. And you're like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bryce says, I had no interest in being its lunch. And Thanatos says, you cost me a key link to Midgard. The shepherd reported faithfully to me on all it heard in the bone quarter. The souls of the dead talk freely of their world. And then she goes, boohoo. So we're back to being Bryce. Bryce. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you mock a prince of hell. And she goes, I just want answers. He says, I will give them to you only out of respect for a warrior capable of slaying one of my creations. Shall I meet you on the battlefield? However, I will take vengeance for the shepherd's death. So we've got an enemy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yep. Uh, but he does say that Connor Holstrom remains in the bone quarter. The shepherd observed him on its rounds the night before you slew it. Unless, and he goes, ah, I see now an order was dispatched from the dark. He shall be left alone with the others until the usual amount of time has passed. So it's like, who gave that order? Yeah. We don't know that, but he's doing what all the other souls are doing. So just chilling in the bone quarter. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously we take this chance to see if he knows anything about Emil. Mm -hmm. And the answer is no, which makes sense. I don't know why fully know why Therian asked that question. But I don't know. I think I feel like he was just taking a swing at it. Yeah. It's like, are, why not? Yeah. Um, um, and he brings up like the fact that this kid's a Thunderbird and mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously like Thanatos assumed that they were all killed by the Asteria as well. So yeah, it's interesting, but he says, I grow tired of these questions. I shall feast. I'm like, on what? And then the room goes pitch black. It's so scary. But Bryce uses, like, some of her, like, star power to light up the room. And then, like, the male mystic, he starts, like, jerking violently and convulsing. And the, like, water is, like, splashing out of his, like, pod, whatever you call it. Yep. Um, And the astronomer says that he's been snared, which, like, I don't know if this is, like, a frequent thing. The fact that he's got a name for this. No, I'm assuming this has happened before, but Thanatos says it has been a long while since a mortal fly buzzed all the way down to hell. I will taste this one's soul as I once sipped from them like fine wine. Oh, what a, what a comment. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but Bryce is, you know, she's saying like cut the mystic loose and like the mystic is like begging to be, you know, released obviously. Um, he says that you taste of rainwater, which that's not what I would have thought this mystic tasted like after no. sitting all this water. But anyways, um, he says, you have gone too deep. I think I shall keep you. And, you know, the astronomer is yelling like that. He can't just turn off the machine because it'll shatter the mystics minds. But, you know, I, I don't really know if it matters at this point. Like he's going to be right. screwed regardless. It's like at least let him like if he's going to die, let it be quickly. Done. I know. Um, but Thanos says, I do not care for my brother's agenda. I do not heed their rules and restraints and illusions of civilization. I shall taste all of you like this. You and your masters. Once the door between our worlds is open again, starting with you, Starborn. Not good. And then everything like freezes over and ice explodes. Like it's, yeah. it's not it, good. Like even Bryce's starlight has gone out. Yeah. It's crazy. And they manage to like take the mail out of there. Like, yeah. remove Ethan the... is a star yeah he goes into like full action mode yeah um but the, you know Bryce is like you know like they would have drowned like I had to do something right but what is like crazy is the the mystic is like wheezing like they were like basically drowning right 
and they're just asking to go back. Yeah. I'm like, what? Like this, this makes me think back to what the astronomer said. Like clearly they want to be there. Yeah. The, the, the fact that she's asking to go back because he freed all three of them because they yes. were all just like drowning. Um, and it's the female that's wanting to go back. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can send them back. I don't know how all that works. But I mean, Ethan, Therian and Bryce, they, they, they can't really do anything else at this point. Right. So they just kind of leave. Well, I thought it was interesting. The astronomer said they cannot exist in this world anymore. Do not want to exist in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that puts a little bit of a different perspective on it, even yeah. though this place is creepy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anywho, so they start to leave. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Bryce leaves the sprites in the I know. ring thing behind. Um, but, but there's nothing she can do right now. There for isn't. Them. But, um, but Therian, when they get out, he goes, you were right. It was a bad idea. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm absolutely yes maybe we listen to her i know in the future but bryce and therian kind of get into like a little spat she says you pretend to be mr charming but you're just a ruthless backstabber who will do anything to achieve his ends and i mean like i i I sort of get where she's coming from like he was asking about a meal like his whole ploy was to take ethan there to get Ethan to ask about Connor, but he really wanted to find out about a meal versus just like doing it himself. Right. So I was like, that's a dick move. But I mean, at the same time, Connor wanted to know and like, where else were you going to find the information? Or I mean, Ethan wanted to know about Connor. So where would you found that? So I don't know. But Therian says, he's like, try having your family at the mercy of the river queen and then come cry to me about morals. So. Okay. Yeah. I think they're both just, not happy right but they kind of come back together for a moment because who would appear but mordock yeah what and he says causing trouble so early in the day was not expecting him nope not at all Mm -mm. all right chapter 40 a lot happened a lot (laughs) (laughs) bryce Theron, and ethan have a run-in with mordock hunt moves back into the barracks and plays video games with baxian Bryce and Hunt have phone sex, and Theron reports back to the River Queen. I said, ooh, sexy time-ish. Yeah, let's go. Um, but I'm so happy that, like, Hunt is being nice to Baxi, and yeah. it makes my heart so happy for some reason. It really does. I like it, too. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're of the same ilk. I know. I agree. All right. So, Mordok. Yes. Has caught them in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. What'd you notice? Um... Bryce does a very good job of playing it off. She's like, you know, I have questions about my future husband. So I needed them answered. I was like, that's actually like not a bad excuse. It is not. Um, So I thought she did very well. Um, But Mordak is like loosely threatening Darian and Ethan, I feel like. Um, But Bryce is just giving him normal sass and she's like not here for it. So she just like loops her arms through her boys and she's like, we're off. I was like, okay alas alas so that wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be no um but, but like theron and bryce almost like have a little bit of a truce in mm-hmm. this moment yeah she kind of defended him yeah well i think she realizes like she's like thinking through it like theron literally like came to save her life yeah last year like he clearly is on her side it's just they might just see things differently yeah so well she says you're on probation you can thank your apps for that yeah I know. I love their I love their flirty banter. It's yeah. so cute. Um 
she's with Ethan after that, after Therian leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can just tell that like Connor being in the bone quarter, it still doesn't really sit well with him, yeah. which like, I don't, I mean, I feel like that's the best result you could have hoped for. I think so. But I, I mean, I get it, but it's really sad. She's like telling him that she promises they'll figure something out. Like there's gotta be a way that they can help him. And she says it might've been the worst lie she'd ever told because as Ethan left, he looked like he actually believed her. It makes me sad because it's like, I mean, realistically, I don't think there's anything they can do at this point. No. He's dead. You can't bring him back to life. What yeah. else are you going to do? Yeah. So I don't know, but it just it's made me sad. They miss, she, he misses his brother. I know. Makes sense. Um, okay. So we are back at the committee. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah's with Hunt and Hunt is wallowing a little bit. Yes. And he does admit to Isaiah that, like, yeah, I know, like, my two-week grounding at the committee is not very long. Mm-hmm. But Bryce and I decided not to wait until winter solstice. And Isaiah's just cracking up. Well, it's He's hilarious. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I never thought I'd see the day when the Umber Mortis came crying to me about a relatively light punishment because it interferes with his sex life. Mm-hmm. And it just made me laugh. It, yeah, 100% agree. So I like it. I like their bonding time. But, and you know, Hunt, I feel bad. He wants to tell Isaiah everything because this is like such a good male. It's somebody that would give him great advice about like all the Ophion stuff. But he just like he can't bring himself yeah. to do it. And I get it. But it's for the best. But then Baxian comes and he joins them for lunch. And I like I loved how this little conversation started. He asks how to go with the hind. And it says he knew the male could read between the words. Did you talk, you fucker? And he goes, fine. I know how to handle Lydia. And then he's thinking, no, I didn't, you asshole. And I just <laughs> appreciated how that was written. Yeah. Um, But it's just like interesting to see Baxi and as he's like watching Hunt and Isaiah banter back and forth, like there's clear envy in his eyes, which really makes me sad because he obviously doesn't have that with anybody to like be able to like laugh and just talk with. And, you know, Isaiah even tells him, he's like, you know, you're allowed to laugh, but Baxian's like, you know, I bit, you've been here for the last 10 years. I've been under Sandriel and like, those are the rules. And like, it's a little harder to break than you would think. Yeah. Like, and Hunt even ponders a little bit ago, like, mm-hmm. the punishment he's facing right now, what he would have faced with Sandriel, totally different. Yeah, 100%. Like, this is a, it's almost like culture shock. Yeah. Isaiah leaves, and then, you know, Hunt leaves, and Baxi winds up following him, like, back to his room, and, because Hunt's like, well, I gotta, I gotta assess what I even have back here anyways. Right. So, he goes there, and he's backseat seeing like you know his room's empty too um and he says like that's what my life was like you know vacant and mm. backseat says then what happened and he says bryce happened and i just that one that so was sweet. sweet um but you know backseat like looks sad and lonely and it just you know he seems genuinely sorry that hunt you know has been has to be apart from her for two weeks which i feel like he's like being very expressive and vulnerable with hunt yeah and I appreciate that. Like he, it seems like he's trying. Like we don't know if yeah. he has ulterior motives, but like it seems like he's trying. It does. So I like Baxian. I'm on team Baxian right now. Well, I thought it was interesting. Baxian asked him like essentially like why he doesn't have any interest in leading again. Like why does he just let Isaiah mm-hmm. lead? 
And I thought it was interesting. Baxian says, you led once and it went poorly. I don't blame you for not stepping up again. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. I'm like, is that true? I wonder. Mm -hmm. It could totally be. I could totally see Hunt not wanting to lead again after that. Maybe. But I just, you know, I I think Hunt sees himself in Baxian, whether he likes to or not. He sees that loneliness, mm-hmm. sees all of those pieces. So he starts to try a little bit. Yeah. So he, like, invites him to go play, like, a video game with him and, like, tells him a little bit about it and is, mm-hmm. like, teaching him. And he sucks at it, but he's he's kind of encouraging him, but kind of just kicking his ass. And it just, it feels like bros I know. for a moment. I know. I like it. Um, and Baxian even tells him, he's like, I'm not here to make an enemy of you. And Hunt says, I don't get why. And he says, life's too short to hold grudges. But Hunt goes, that's not a good enough reason. And Baxian says, it's the only one you'll get. So to me, like there's clearly, he has a reason. Yeah. And I just want to know what it is. What is it? What is it? Tell me. Um, okay. So then we pivot mm-hmm. it's later in the night. Yep. And we have some phone sex. Yes. This living in different areas is not stopping these two. No. And I just died a little bit. I I get so uncomfortable with phone sex. I don't know why. Oh, I cringe. I'm like the cringiest. <laughs> I can't. I cannot like talk I appreciate dirty, this reading like, it, but. Doing it in person? No. <laughs> no. no. I think the other day I josh had made some comment and i like did like a dirty talk comment response because it was it was actually really funny whatever i said i cannot remember he's like whoa where did that come from i was like literally that is the only time you will ever hear me say it because i like cringe like when i try it is like so uncomfortable oh my god that's too funny i appreciate it though the dedication yes delightful chef's kiss Mm -hmm. and i love that searing again up and leaves when yes he just like knows. And I think it's so funny. He's out. I think the last piece of this chapter is Therian. Yes. We pivot to him. He's with the River Queen telling her all about like the Under King, the First Light. And she doesn't react. It's mm-hmm. like she knows. And I was like, how do, many people know this? Do all the heads of houses know and just like don't tell people? I assume they do. But Maybe. like, how do they not tell anybody? I don't know. But it's in, in the fact that she's not bothered by it at all. Right. It's like she wants she knows yeah well and he's like thinking like if it was up to her she would probably find emil and like have him like suck all this energy so she could just keep powering the city and keep recycling all this first light like she doesn't care at all she just wants power right and i feel like that's how probably all the heads of houses are Mm -hmm. and i thought this last like paragraph was interesting he says was a rebellion worth fighting if it only put if it only put other power-hungry leaders in charge. For the innocents, yes. But Therian couldn't help but wonder if there was a better way to fight this war, better people to lead it. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, chapter 41, last chapter. Last one. The team reviews footage of Danica for a new lead and visit the Prime for answers. Cormac needs help with a new mission. I love the prime. I love the prime so much. The fact that he called Bryce a wolf uh, melts my heart. I love it so much, but I'm so ready to learn how all of this history is going to tie in as the book goes along. I'm like, there's no reason that she would be researching genealogy. Like there's clearly a reason. And I want to know. There has to be. I want to know all of it. 
Um, okay, so the chapter opens up and Bryce is practicing the teleporting mm-hmm. and failing epically. Yes. I was <laughs> attempting to practice. Yes. Um, not working. And she can't really wield shadows either. It's kind mm-hmm. of like she just doesn't have that spark. Nope. Um, um, what do you notice about her interactions with Cormac? I kind of like it. Like, yeah. I, they're definitely vibing more. Like, I think they're, you can tell they're on the same team. And yeah. like, he almost seems like another brother. Like a little bit. It 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 feels good. Like maybe he's like a cousin kind of vibe, but I think I think it's gonna be good. Like I don't think there's gonna yeah. be hard feelings. Like I think as soon as they can, they're gonna call off this engagement. I think it's good. I don't think they're harboring hard feelings for each other. Yeah. So I think that's good. Um, uh, but their practice, thankfully, is interrupted by Declan calling, um, saying that the program finished and Jessica was right. It found something on Danica. Ooh. So they go to see Declan, and um, this made me laugh. It, He says, it took so long because once it compiled all the footage, I had to go through all the shots with Danica. And then he says to Bryce, did you ever work? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. Nope. Um, so he brings up a video of them down in the archives, mm-hmm. and Danica's there, and the Haba's there. So sweet. Just all the feels. Mm-hmm. But it's like... You know, two months before Danica died for, mm-hmm. that they're watching this video from. Um, and in the video, Bryce took Lahaba upstairs after they were just like bickering about, you know, trash TV, whatever. Love it. So they go upstairs and it's like Danica's sitting there for like three seconds, just chilling. Mm-hmm. And then she like bolts and like runs for a specific what? book. And she like opens his book and starts like snapping pictures of like page after page after page. And she like just puts the book back runs back and then pretends to be like half asleep again i was like what the heck danica what are you doing so sneaky so sneaky um but they're able like declan was thankfully able to zoom in and he could see the book that she grabbed it's called wolves through time lineage of the shifters and it's like it looked leather bound and old the title indicated that it had been written after the arrival of the, the veneer but it's not a published book so what is it? What is it? But I mean, we know this is like the library of everything, basically. So yep. it could definitely be pre-veneer. Yeah. So Bryce calls Jessica, which is the thing that makes the most sense. Yep. And she says, you had a book at the old gallery, Wolves Through Time. What is it? And then there's a pause. And Jessica says, so you did look into the footage. Curious, wasn't it? And I'm like, if you just saw it, like, why couldn't you just told her? Um, but then Bryce says, just please tell me, what is it? And Jespa says, a history of wolf genealogy. Bryce asks, why do you have it? And she goes, I like knowing the history of my enemies. <laughs> why are the enemies, or why are the wolves Jespa's enemies? That's so interesting. And then she goes, Bryce says, Danica wasn't your enemy. And Jespa says, who said I was talking about Danica? And then Bryce says, Sabine then. And Jessica just laughs and says, you are so very young. It's like, what did their ancestors do? Mm-hmm. Um, and Bryce says that she needs the book. And Jessica essentially says, I don't take demands, even from starborn princesses. I've given you enough. And hangs up. So even though Jessica hangs up, 20 minutes later, the book arrives on the doorstep. Yes. <laughs> and Rune says, I am disturbed and impressed. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so they start looking through the pages, obviously, 
and they see that it's a family tree going back to when the Northern Rift opened like 15,000 years ago, which is a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And they start trying to like basically Google like all of the names on there, but there's nothing pre 5,000 years ago. Yep. Which that's a long time. So, Uh, but they're not sure why she was being so secretive about this, which I agree. It's just lineage. Who cares? We don't know. But Bryce is like, okay, well, I guess we're going to talk to the prime. I felt like that was kind of a jump. I mean, it's like wolf history, and the only friendly wolf there is is the Prime. I so guess, yeah. Maybe? Um, but so she goes, and they they kind of like sneak in, sneak her in. She finds him. She's talking to him, and starts asking questions. Well, he starts, and he says, "Bryce Quinlan, a wolf." Mm, we love it. We love it. Um, and so she says. The Fender lineage. Can you think of why Danica might have been interested in it? And he just goes, Danica enjoyed history. She asks, is it forbidden to know the names of your first ancestors? And he says, no, but they are largely forgotten. And Bryce says some of the names. And she goes, did Danica ever ask about them? And he says, once. She claimed it had been for a paper for school, but I never learned what became of it. And then he eventually says, you did not ask why we have forgotten their names. And Bryce just says, you know, and there's a nod. And it says, it is one scrap of lore. Most of my people were careful to ensure never made it into the history books, but word of mouth kept it alive. So maybe to your point, do you like the heads of the different mm-hmm. houses, houses or whatever it's called? No, like maybe it mm-hmm. sounds like it. Um, But I thought this was interesting. He said, we did unspeakable things during the first wars. We yielded our true nature, lost sight of it, then lost it forever. Because what we are now, we say we are free wolves, yet we have the collar of the Asteri around our necks. Their leashes are long and we let them tame us. Now we do not know how to get back to what we were, what we might have been. That was what my grandfather told me, what I told Sabine, though she did not care to listen, what I told Danica, who I think she might have led us back, you know, to what we were before we arrived here and became the Asteri's creatures inside and out. And Bryce says, is that what Danica wanted? And he says, I don't know. Danica trusted no one except you. Bum, bum, bum. I feel like she didn't trust her, though. She didn't tell her anything. Nah. But did she? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's a weird relationship. It is. <laughs> but... Bryce jumps in and says that you should talk to Sabine about Ethan. And he goes, what about Ethan? He didn't know. I know. What, where did you think he was all this time? I mean, he's old. He's he just, old. He's not hanging out with the young kids. I guess so. <laughs> but still. And he seemed like pissed that Sabine did that. So maybe yeah. Ethan will be getting back in. Maybe. I don't know. But then a wolf basically chases her out of Moonwood. <laughs> so she like bolts it. Her and Declan, they'd like run all the way back to the apartment um, and find Cormac all bloodied outside waiting for them, Ugh. which didn't expect that at all. No. And he says, Mordok nearly snared me in an Intel pickup. Six other Dreadwolves were with him. So Cormac almost got caught. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Mordok didn't seem to scent him because he kept downwind. But just like another really anxious interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but Declan's like, what did the Intel say? And Cormac Tells them that the hit on the spine was successful. The series new mech suit prototype was attained along with an invaluable amount of ammunition. So that feels like a win. Mm-hmm. And they've, they're transporting all of it to like an island about two hours boat ride from Lunathian called Eardra. Um, but 
basically they all are coming to the conclusion that they need to figure out a way to keep Pippa and her Lightfall Squadron from being able to use any of this stuff because they don't think it's going to be good if she does. Right. Which I think it's interesting that Cormac thinks that too. Right. Since he's technically their spy. And he kind of told her the information to go get it. (laughs) So I don't know. But Cormac wants to go get advice from Therian and Hunt on how to proceed, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Is there a new mission ahead? I don't know. What's to come? I think they're all going to team up. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. All right. So next week we're doing chapters 42 and 43. So long chapters next week. (laughs) Um, Let us know what you think. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.